Iago Aspas was born in Moana, Spain, and when he was 8 years old, he tried out for his local club, Celta de Vigo. At the time, the lowest age allowed at the club was 9, but Aspas lied about his age as it was his dream to play for the club. Despite being younger than the others, he was accepted by the club. He felt guilty about lying about his age and later having his parents call the club about it. However, Aspas was so good that his age didn't matter. As the years went by, he climbed through the ranks of the club, up until the 2008-09 season where he made his first team debut. It was in the Spanish second division, and incredibly, on his debut off the bench, he scored a brace with the second in injury time. This resulted in the club being saved from relegation, and possibly extinction. It's quite fitting for what was to come. It wouldn't be until next season where he began to get consistent first team minutes as a 22 year old scoring 5 goals in the process. He continued to get solid game time in the 2011-12 season. It was an incredible campaign with 23 goals leading to Celta's promotion. In the following season in La Liga, they struggled. However, thanks to factors such as Iago Aspas' 12 goals and 7 assists, they managed to stay up in La Liga by 1 point over Mallorca. According to an article from Sid Lowe, leading up to the second last game of the season, the 4% was mentioned. This was the odds of Celta avoiding relegation. In that game, he scored to give Celta the victory, as well as an assist in the last match against Espanyol to secure survival. Iago Aspas' performances led to a transfer to Liverpool, and while there were reports of him possibly being a Suarez replacement, those proved to be false. Unfortunately for Aspas, his time at Anfield was less than memorable. The 2013-14 season had the arrival of Iago Aspas at Anfield for a fee of 7.6 million pounds. It was a memorable season for Liverpool fans as they played exciting football under Brendan Rodgers and talisman Luis Suarez. Unfortunately for Aspas, he only had a goal to show for and a terrible corner kick that became the last thing people remembered of him. Even with the incredible things he has done in the last few years, it's a shame that one bad season especially one moment, discredits what he has done in some people's eyes. In lots of articles from non-Spanish outlets, Liverpool flop will appear in the headline half the time. Maybe he was doomed from the start. At least, that's what Steven Gerrard thought. In Gerrard's autobiography, he says, Straight away, as soon as I saw them in the dressing room, I knew they weren't going to make it in the Premier League. It boiled down to physique. They had the bodies of little boys. They looked about 15. I thought, Jesus, how are you going to cope against John Terry, Ashley Williams, and Ryan Shawcross? He may not have been given a lot of opportunities, mostly due to the incredible season of Suarez and Sturridge, but Aspas supposedly did enjoy the experience. He was loaned and eventually bought by Sevilla, but his season in Seville wasn't like his time with Celta de Vigo. Similar to his time at Liverpool, he was behind a few players in the pecking order as Sevilla had Baca and Kevin Gamero. The season was tough for Aspas with only 16 appearances in La Liga. While he was the joint top goalscorer in the Copa del Rey that year, the story was completely different in La Liga. However, one thing you couldn't deny about him is his passion. From another story from Sid Lowe, Aspas displayed the type of fire that had been instilled in him during his time at his boyhood club of Celta de Vigo. He was desperate to get more chances and put himself in double training sessions, which impressed the staff. 
fans were chanting his name as they wanted to see him play more. It wouldn't be until February in a match against Espanyol where he got his first start of the season. His big moment came as he got a late winner for his club. It must have been a fantastic feeling for him, especially of everything that went on in 2014 with both Liverpool and Sevilla. Could things continue to improve for Aspas? They certainly would, but not at Sevilla. He would only score one more goal in La Liga, and while he was bought from Liverpool, he was sold back to where it all started. While those last two seasons were tough for Aspas, coming back home completely rejuvenated his career. Celta de Vigo seemed to have done fine without him, finishing a 9th and 8th in the seasons he was absent. However, they wouldn't complain about bringing him back, and fans were delighted with his return. With Aspas added to a solid squad that included Nolito, John Guedetti, Daniel Vaz, and others, they were set out to have a great campaign under Eduardo Barrizzo. The club finished in 6th and made the Copa del Rey semi-finals where they lost to Sevilla. It was a solid season for Aspas as well as he scored 14 goals and added 5 assists. Because of finishing in 6th, that meant that Celta de Vigo would be in the Europa League for the first time since being eliminated by Werder Bremen in the then-named UEFA Cup in 2007. It was an incredible achievement for the club, but Europe in the 16-17 campaign would affect their league form as they finished in 13th. It was worth it though as the club reached the semi-finals of the Europa League, only losing to champions Manchester United by one goal. They even had a chance to eliminate them in the last minute, but John Guadetti somehow missed a simple chance. Celta were so close to reaching a European final, but alas, it wasn't meant to be. For Aspas, he had an incredible season in all competitions. 5 goals in the Europa League, 19 in La Liga along with 4 assists, as well as another Copa del Rey semi-final appearance, where this time they did lose to Alaves. Overall, 26 goals in all competitions was an incredible feat, and the local Celta fan was starting to become a club hero if he wasn't already. However, the next few seasons would cement that. In the 2017-18 campaign, while Celta finished in 13th again, Aspas ended up scoring 22 times and was only behind the world beaters of Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, and Luis Suarez. He had a formidable partnership with Maxi Gomez, but unfortunately, things went downhill for the club. The 18-19 season had them lose several key players like Vaz, Johnny, and Sergi Gomez to other clubs, while the majority of the signings were not able to make a significant impact. The same can be said with the players who performed well the season prior, but this season, they were just a shadow of themselves. It also didn't help that Aspas missed 11 games with a calf injury, which led to the club fighting for relegation. The record without him was dreadful, as while he was injured, Celta won one game, drew another, and lost eight. But once he returned, things began to turn around. The return didn't start out well, unfortunately, as his club were losing 2-0 to Villarreal. For some reason, Villarreal were fighting relegation with them, too. At this point, Celta looked dead and buried, set for relegation. However, the second half rolled around, and up comes Iago Aspas. 51st minute, scores a free kick. Maxi Gomez would tie the match at 2-2. Then later in the match, he steps up and scores a penalty to win it. He would continue to contribute in the following matches. One goal and assisting two in a 3-3 draw versus Huesca. 
scoring two goals to help defeat Real Sociedad 3-1. Missed a game against Atletico due to a suspension where they lost 2-0. Scored one and assisted another in a 2-1 victory over Girona. And on match day 34, he assisted the goal to tie Espanyol 1-1. They are currently two points clear of relegation, but imagine where they would be without him. This man saved them from relegation when he made his debut. Saved them from relegation in their season back in the top flight. And this season, he's doing it once again. While the time of recording, they aren't officially safe, they've done really well to get where they are right now. For Aspas, it was incredible to watch, read, and hear about everything he has done. The Celta fans appreciate him so much. A local paper called Faro de Vigo pointed out a tweet from Aitor Lagunas with a question of what to do if Iago Aspas keeps Celta up in the first division. The top answers from the poll was to rename the stadium after him, shortly followed by naming the city after him. The job isn't finished yet, but the fire that was instilled in Iago Aspas when he was at the club at a young age is still burning, with a lot left to go. Hey everyone, my name is Lucas, and thank you for listening to that first part of that podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and hearing about Iago Aspas, as I had a lot of fun researching and learning more about him, because he is a player that I have heard of in the past, as he used to play for my favorite club, Liverpool, but seeing how he has responded since his days there has been really interesting. He did play for Liverpool during a time where they were so close to winning the league. Now in 2019, Liverpool are very close to winning the league, and Aspas has been getting a lot of praise. But during that campaign, there was some promise when he arrived, but he was also a little bit of an unknown because he did come from La Liga, and at least for me, I didn't watch La Liga that much back then because it was very difficult to watch, unlike the Premier League. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see the best out of him, and maybe Liverpool wasn't the right fit, like Steven Gerrard said in his biography. His body might have not been the right fit in the Premier League, which is a shame, but when you look at him, he is very slim, and there are players who are around his height in the Premier League, but they do have a little more muscle on them, or at least that extra bit of talent that makes them stand apart, which I guess at the time, Aspas didn't have. Obviously, Aspas has a lot of talent. It just wasn't enough for him to, I guess, make a big enough impact in the Premier League, and maybe he needed more time as well and more chances, which he obviously never got. Now going to his current day this season with Celta Vigo, it's just incredible how much emotion is around this player. He is a club legend, maybe the best player the club has ever produced. That could probably be argued. Whenever fans look back and think of a player, they look at moments, moments a player has. And Aspas has had several of those moments throughout his career, from a young age to now being a veteran. With the match that I mentioned in that first part about Villarreal, a great quote from Juan Mata from his website that he said was, his tears on the bench showed that modern football is still a place with emotion. Players obviously have feelings, although some show them more than others. And with Iago, it shows how much he has suffered without having been able to help his team for so long. I just can't imagine, like, Celta de Vigo were... In the European semi-final, not the Champions League, but still a European semi-final in the Europa League where they nearly eliminated Manchester United and they were in the relegation zone just a couple months ago. But 
now we're seeing talented player putting in performance after performance when he's needed the most, and it's just great to see. He did recently sign a contract in April where he is staying until 2023. I'm not sure if there was a relegation. I mean, I'm not sure if what the release clause is in that contract because all the Liga contracts have release clauses, but I couldn't find a number on it. It could be a similar type of contract or release clause with Maxi Gomez because I read Maxi Gomez has a 50 million release clause, but if they get relegated, it dropped down to 25 million. And I would assume that something similar would be with Aspas. After that Barcelona match, it probably doesn't seem like the case because they got a massive victory over Barcelona. Now on paper, that looks really impressive because whenever you beat Barcelona, it's just amazing. Unfortunately, uh, Liverpool couldn't do that on Wednesday, but that's not the point of this podcast. Yeah, 2-0 victory over Barcelona, but when you look into the context, the Barcelona team was pretty weak. <laughs> let's let's not lie here. Backup keeper Sillison, he's a great player. They played Wage, who's like 20 years old. Promising player from Senegal, but yeah, still very inexperienced. They had a Three center backs with Vermaelen, Umtiti, and Tobido. Uh, Tobido ended up being injured later in the match. They also had guys like R- Ricky Puig, or I completely messed up his pronunciation, but he looks a little promising along with Alenia, and they also played Arthur. And they played <laughs> Kevin Prince Boateng. Hasn't had many minutes at Barcelona, but they played him. They also played Malcolm, and they started Dembele, but... Dembele was injured in the fourth minute, so that proved to be a useless game for him to play. And yeah, Barcelona ended up losing 2-0, deservedly so, because Celta were better than them. Obviously, Barcelona have nothing to play for in La Liga. They're already champions. And Celta, they have everything to play for. They need to make sure they stay in La Liga, because yeah, you don't want to drop into the Segunda division. Now, I think in the beginning of the match, I... Heard the commentators say that Aspas had a shoulder injury, but I'm not 100% sure if that was true because he definitely didn't look like it was. It wasn't his best game with Celta de Vigo, but he definitely did the simple things right, and I don't think he did anything bad and obviously had an impact towards the end with the penalty. But what I noticed about Iago Aspas, which I didn't really mention in the video about how he plays and how he suits the tactic. I won't go super in-depth into the tactic, but I might as well talk about him as a player because yeah, he is left-footed, and even though he is pretty good with that left foot, he definitely isn't afraid to use his right as well. He is cr- a creative type of striker. He isn't really the guy that's going to only be the goal scorer, despite seeing how many goals he has scored this season and last season as well. He's more creative, even though if you look at his assist numbers, it isn't that high. That's mostly due to, I guess, players around him. I don't want to say the players around him are bad because Maxi Gomez, his striking partner, is a fantastic young player. I'm looking forward to see how he develops in the future. But Aspas, he is like a typical Spanish player, though, technique-wise. Like, a lot of Spanish players are very good technique, agile, quick feet, and you can easily see that with Aspas. His positioning and off-the-ball movements are really good as well. That's probably why he gets chances to score goals and create opportunities for his team. 
And the last thing I guess I'll mention about his general play is he is a good shooter, close range and from long distance as well. And that includes free kicks too. We've seen him this season score some free kicks, including that massive one against Villarreal. And what I noticed during the game against Barcelona was that he does drop deeper, unlike Maxi Gomez, who is a focal point to try to score the goals. Although Aspas does score a lot of goals, he does drop deeper to get the ball and and carry the ball forward and try to create something. Also defensively, he drops more deeper compared to Maxi Gomez because Celta, they, I think they played more of a 4-4-2, it seemed like. They had Buffal and Budabu's wide and... Yeah, it was more of a 4-4-2. Yeah, you did see Aspas drop a little deeper, unlike Maxi Gomez, who stood higher. Although, that didn't happen all the time, as sometimes it wasn't necessary for Aspas to drop deeper. He pushed a little forward. That that obviously has to do with the team's tactic, and not just how Aspas is as a player. He also does relentlessly press whenever the timing is right. Again, that can be with tactics, not necessarily his own choice but he does he is willing to press and try to win the ball and he does it quite well in my opinion now in this game where against Barcelona where on paper this result would look brilliant but if you look into the context you can see why they won even though they still have to be the better team and put the ball in the back of the net Celta did score first but it was ruled out by VAR where uh, the guy's name was Araujo, I think it was Araujo, he's a Mexican center back, and he scored off a corner kick, but apparently he was offside, and when you look at the VAR review, it probably is the right call, and when they showed like the lines to see if the guy was offside, his heel was, fair enough, but it did take a little too long, so that's, again, a complaint with VAR, even though this podcast isn't about VAR, it's about Aspas, and I guess this game as well yeah that first goal was wiped off and it was still nil nil but Maxi Gomez he did score from a great ball from Budaboos and Maxi Gomez showing the type of finisher he can be and maybe will be potentially in the future but Aspas he did get the goal that clinched the victory or pretty much guaranteed the victory as there's a handball again the ref didn't initially catch it the ref did go check VAR and he gave the penalty I mean if the ref has a second look and gives a penalty, you assume it's the right call. And I will take the ref's word for it. And Aspas slotted the penalty home. And it was a 2-0 victory and a great night for Celta fans. They This victory meant so much to them. You could see after the game, they're just hugging each other. Just such passion you'd love to see in this sport. And why I like talking about it. I'm very happy I got to cover Iago Aspas and everything. Well, maybe not everything I would have liked to, but mostly everything. And I'll finish it off with what I saw just before the game. I just searched up some Iago Aspas stuff, and this I thought was pretty cool. So, late October last year in 2018, Celta Vigo had a match against Ibar where Iago Aspas scored a hat-trick. But the day before, his daughter was born, and he was in the hospital during the night, slept in the hospital, and then, I guess... Once he woke up, he had to get ready for the match and scored a hat trick. So it, I thought that was, I thought that was pretty cool and things you like to see or like to hear. So yeah, if you have any thoughts, I guess you can let me know. I am available on Twitter at. I should probably check my Twitter. <laughs> I don't even remember. I don't really. 
go on Twitter on my phone too often because it is distracting. But I do go on mo- on my uh, laptop occasionally, and yeah, it's at C H R O M I A K Lucas. I uh, had to spell my last name there. It isn't the most easiest last name to spell, but whatever. <laughs> and if you want to contact me on Instagram, I'm available at Lucas Created. Yes, I believe so. Yeah, Lucas Created because I like creating stuff. This po- this podcast is called Lucas Created a Podcast. I know it's a great name. <laughs> but yeah, and you can also, I guess... If you're on Anchor, you can send me a voice message. I probably not the best at looking at those because on another podcast I do called the 90th minute. I do we do occasionally get voice messages and I not the best at listening to those, but I eventually do. So if you want to send one, feel free to. In the future with these type of podcasts, I'd like to interview people who have more knowledge about the subject we're talking about. So in this case, like someone, a journalist based in Celta de Vigo or who's been following the team for a handful of years and have more of an emotional impact towards this topic. I think that would be amazing, but that's for the future and hopefully we can get there one day. So yeah, thank you for listening and hope to catch you next time. Take care.